You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is draft week, everybody. Welcome in. It is Locked On Lions on a Monday on the Locked On Podcast Network. Let's play it. Matt Derry with you on this Monday, April 26th into Tuesday, April 27th. Folks, we are four days away. We're here. It's it's three days away, I should say. Tomorrow would be one day away. Wednesday would be two days away. Thursday, draft night, three days away. The Lions will be picking seventh, or will they? Thursday night, 8 o'clock, ESPN, ABC, late night podcast to recap the Lions pick and so much more. And can't wait as we welcome you into the program. A lot to get into today on a Monday. Very interesting situation brewing or boiling in, in Allen Park that I want to talk about. And I have reached out to the aforementioned or to the people that I'm about to mention because Monday morning quarterback with Albert Breer, SI.com. Peter King's um, Football Morning in America column every Monday, profootballtalk.com. They both, both guys referenced something about the Lions front office in, in regards to the draft that I want to discuss today. And does this mean that there is a change in culture or not? I also want to tell you about a, a person no longer with the organization that there are some Lions alums that aren't happy. Todd McShay says the Lions are after a receiver. And what about a trade-down scenario? All of that today on the program. We are brought to you today by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. Follow us on Twitter, at DairySpeaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at LockedOnLions on Twitter. And also the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page and a Locked On Lions fit page now on YouTube. Please subscribe and check out. All right, so here we are. We're three days away. We're getting ready. Lions still sitting at number seven. A lot of speculation, a lot of mock drafts. What's Detroit going to do? Breer, King, both today. Monday mornings, I always read Albert Breer's Monday morning quarterback, and I always read Peter King's Football Morning in America columns. They are good writers. They are excellent NFL reporters. They've been around a long time, and I enjoy both pieces. Today... Both gentlemen, both gentlemen, when talking about the Lions at number seven, both gentlemen referenced Chris Spielman. They didn't reference Brad Holmes or Dan Campbell. Well, they did. But they brought up Chris Spielman, and they both used the word influence. Let me read both snippets to you. Albert Breer, SI.com. Lions, first round, picking seventh. Needs, linebacker, wide receiver, offensive lineman, safety. What you need to know, quote, the Lions are the team in the top ten hungriest for a trade down, and that makes sense given they're working with just a half dozen picks. Very few people who know Dan Campbell believe the receiver need will be addressed this high. More likely, as I see it, would be either Penny Sewell or Northwestern's Rashawn Slater. The other name I've heard here is Micah Parsons, 
which connects to Chris Spielman's influence in the new Brad Holmes-Campbell regime, end quote. Very interesting. Chris Spielman, who, of course, is a special assistant to the owner and general manager, or the owner and president, Rod Wood, and, of course, Sheila Ford Hamp. Peter King, Football Morning in America, mock draft, Detroit Lions, Penny Sewell, tackle Oregon at seven. Quote, first line out of rookie GM Brad Holmes' mouth, if it falls this way, no way we thought Sewell would be there at seven. Taylor Decker, but he wrote Tyler. Tyler Decker is solid on the left side for Detroit, but Tyrell Crosby, PFF's 66th rated tackle last year, seems like a placeholder on the right side. No question in my mind, Holmes hopes the Patriots at 15 want to pay a ransom to move from 15 to 7 and pick their quarterback in the future. And the way New England's uncharacteristic offseason is gone, you can't eliminate that as a possibility. But if the Lions stay, one of the top tackles, or Devontae Smith, seems the most logical way to go. Unless the Chris Spielman influence reverberates through the building and the best linebacker in the draft, Micah Parsons, has the Lions smitten. End quote. Two different plugged-in reporters nationally, both using the term Chris Spielman influence. Now, we all like Chris Spielman. We all love Chris Spielman. Chris Spielman has been on this podcast. Chris Spielman, when the Lions hired him, I said, awesome. A football voice, a strong voice, and somebody that might be able to do a little uh, attitude and culture changing down in Allen Park. Might actually be a nice conduit from the football side to Rod Wood to keep Rod away. I applauded this hire. The Lions have been inept in their front office for many years, and there have been some instances where there have been too many chefs in the kitchen, thus poor decision-making leading to a poor product on the field. Brad Holmes, it's been said and reported by others, is going to make the final call on what the Lions are going to do in terms of making their draft pick. But my question is, if Chris Spielman has big-time influence, why wasn't he just hired as a general manager? If you're Brad Holmes, do you want that influence or do you want to be making the decision yourself? Now, to the Lions' credit, they've said, they've said, we want a collaboration. We want a lot of voices. Brad Holmes said we might have 10 people in the draft room on Thursday night. Friday and Saturday. So Chris Spielman probably would be one of those 10. But my question is, is Brad Holmes, the young, new general manager, going to be allowed to make his pick? Or is this going to be factions again? Is Chris Spielman going to swoop in and say, take the linebacker. This kid's a stud. Hey, Dan, are you with me on that? And then Campbell. Campbell might go, I love this kid. But what if Brad Holmes and maybe the owner who wouldn't exactly maybe want a personality like Micah Parsons, who's been accused of hazing teammates, got arrested in high school, maybe Sheila doesn't want that around. 
What's going on? Has the culture changed to the point where roles are clearly defined and the general manager has the authority to make this pick? Does anybody? Are there any red, any red flags from any of you out there about this? Because to me, you hired Brad Holmes to run the team, to be the general manager. Give him that opportunity. I'm not saying Chris Spielman can't have influence, but how big is it? You look at these other teams, it's like, okay, here's what they're thinking. Here's what they want to do. Peter King goes up and down about Penny Sewell and they need a right tackle. And this might go this way and this might go that way. But anybody see that Nick Saban video that's all over Twitter today about ands and buts? And about you want and guys? You want players that are and guys? He does this, he does that, and he's great in the community. And he's a great kid. And his parents love him. And his teachers love him. You don't want the butt guys. Meaning, hey, he's great. He played well. But you got a DUI. But he's a bit of a jerk. Why do we always have to have the butts with the Lions? Hey, the Lions front office is thinking this way. Hey, the Lions front office is thinking that way. But Chris Spielman's influence. If Chris Spielman is such a great influence, let him run the team. Maybe they should have hired his brother and let Rick and Chris run the team. Poach him away from Minnesota. Rick was here once in Detroit as a front office guy. Does anybody else, does this bother anybody else? And I want to take this culture thing a step further. And we will do that um, coming up next. I'm not saying the sky is falling, and I'm still saying I like where the Lions are headed. I do. I think the organization is going in the right direction. But I don't like seeing this influence stuff from a guy whose name hasn't been brought up in weeks. Hey, Lions fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text DRAFT, to 231-231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful, powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231-231. That's DRAFT, D-R-A-F-T, to 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. And, of course, Built Bar, folks, the best-tasting protein bar ever. You know I love Built Bar, and I am so excited to tell you about our friends at Built Bar because each and every day I have a Built Bar. Every day. And they're so good for you because they're the best-tasting protein bar ever, but they're low in calories, high in protein, and you get it done. I am sitting here waiting for my coconut brownie chunk built bars, and I cannot wait to have them. Whether you like cherry barcia, the coconut almond, cookies and cream, you're going to be in great shape by going to builtbar.com and ordering up some of these bad boys and trying them. All right? Our listeners love them. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. All right, so um, 
I did reach out to Chris Spielman today, by the way. I want to be fair. I wanted to reach out to him to say, hey, listen, Chris, it's Matt Derry. Uh, read the reports with Breer and King, and what are your thoughts on it, and is this true? Because I wanted to see what he had to say. I have not heard back from the aforementioned uh, special assistant to the president and owner, but we'll see if he uh, gets back to me or not. So um, we'll see. Um, but I want to reach out and be fair. I, I want to do a good job on this show. I, I, I want to bring you good content, but I also want to reach out when I have the capabilities, and I do, to see what Chris has to say about this. Um, because his name came up today as a big influencer in this front office. By the way, Locked On Lions' own David Locke, who runs the network, informed me today that Locked On Lions last week had its largest week ever. Largest week ever for Locked On Lions last week. Our most listeners ever. <laughs> this is... Pr- pre-draft like this is even after the draft this is even during the season so thank you thank you for listening it's exciting i'm not going to get on twitter and facebook and go look at me look at me and what i'm doing i'm thanking you the listeners on the show we had a huge week last week thank you for listening thanks for letting your friends know and your lions fans friends know that we're here all right so we've heard a lot about changing the culture we've heard a lot about things are going well in allen park and i i am on board with what this team is doing so far, football personnel-wise, and I want to give uh, Brad Holmes a chance and anybody else that's in that front office and Dan Campbell because I do like some of the moves that they've made, etc. But is all well that ends well in Allen Park and is now that, um, um, now that Quinn and Patricia are gone, is everything solved? No, it's not. No, it's not. Brandon Scott, the team's longtime community relations director, was let go recently. And I have uh, heard from a couple of Lions alumni that are none too pleased with this maneuver. And there has been a lot of, from what I understand, a lot of movement on the business side down in Allen Park. And good people are losing jobs down there. And this has been going on for years. But I know that there are some Lions alumni and the Lions have a very good alumni association. Eddie Murray will tell you that. You talk to the, the former players, whether it's Eddie or, or, or Dirt Jordan or any of the guys that I know, Ron Rice, they'll tell you. Uh, the Lions do this program where they reach out to, uh, they have a group, a committee that reaches out to former players all the time to check in how they're doing. No one else does that around the league. So the Lions do a great job with their alumni association. But their community relations director, uh, Brandon Scott is no longer there. And this is that's Freddie Scott. Remember Freddie Scott, the wide receiver? This is Freddie's son, was let go. And there's some very, very upset people um, within the alumni group because they loved Brandon. So I know the culture's changed, and I know everything's hunky-dory. Not necessarily, from, from my sources that I've heard. There are some pissed-off people down there, both in the building and out of the building, about some of the people that have been let go. And this has gone on for a few years where good people have lost their jobs down there. So, yes, okay, things hopefully are turning around. And what you guys care about the most is football. But on this show, I'll tell you everything that's going on in that front office when I get a hold of the information. I was the first one to tell you um, a long time ago 
that some of Rod Wood and his cronies weren't going anywhere, and a lot of them were going to have Mike Disner, big-time power with the new regime. You remember I said that before Brad Holmes was hired. And I'll stick to my guns that this was Matt Campbell's job, first and foremost, before anybody else, and that I have that on pretty good authority. So, you know, I, I, I think I've had pretty good sources on, on pretty good information, so I wanted to give you... Um, that rundown. Todd McShay, ESPN's own, has been all over their um, networks today, ESPN2, regular ESPN. He's on NFL Live right now. He's talking about how the Lions, from what he's heard, want to trade back. Earlier today, Todd McShay, <coughs> draft expert, said this about Detroit and what he's heard about number seven. Quote, like the Dolphins, the Lions are looking pass catcher here. Oh, really? And like the Dolphins, they seem to prefer Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, and then the Alabama duo. Detroit is likely to have at most two of those players to pick between here to jumpstart its now barren pass catcher group. The Lions did just use a top 10 pick on TJ Hawkinson, so another tight end being the mix might be confusing. But remember that Pitts can be flexed all over the formation and is far from a traditional tight end. Still, it's more likely this pick comes down to the three wideouts based on how the board is shaping up. End quote. Hmm. There you go. So Todd McShay says he's heard <laughs> that the Lions are looking wide receiver at seven. I mean, this is just give the Lions credit and Brad Holmes. They are keeping their cards close to the vest. They're keeping their poker face extremely, extremely straight line. You got some people saying they're taking a tackle. You got some people saying... Spielman influenced Micah Parsons. Now you got McShay saying, I hear it's a pass catcher. If Penny Sewell is not the pick at seven and it's a receiver at seven, I'm going to have a problem with that. Especially if Sewell is on the board because I think Chase is going five to the Bengals and I think Pitts is going four. And then you're going to have teams calling up at six with the Dolphins to see about a trade down or the Lions. will be They'll be calling the Lions too. The question is, who will they be calling for and about? I want to get in on that uh, in a second. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be done. We know that. Major League Baseball. Hey, you want to bet against the Tigers, against the White Sox this week? You're going to make a lot of money. They can't win. Pistons, Red Wings, whatever it is, you can bet on it at betonline.ag. They cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV as well. Bet online as you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Just go to betonline.ag. They got you covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just put the promo code in LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so everybody says the Lions likely are going to trade down at 7 if a team is looking to move up to get a quarterback. Reports today, starting with Ian Rappaport, say that the 49ers at 3 are down to two players, Mac Jones and Trey Lance. Wow. Justin Fields, not in that mix. Now, Kyle Shannon, of course, today did his press conference and said, oh, there's like five guys we're considering. So they're not going to tell you. They're going to keep, uh, you know, they're going to keep 
their poker hand strong. Look, the New England Patriots at 10, or excuse me, at 15, the Washington football team at 19, these are teams that I think are going to want to move up to grab Lance or Justin Fields. Justin Fields falling, I think, is going to be a big story on Thursday night. And unfortunately, I think there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to kick themselves for passing on this guy. Because I watched him play against Clemson in the national semifinal. I saw him like bruise a lung, fracture a hip, and this dude threw like 8,000 touchdowns and was out there on one leg, lighting up Clemson's defense. All right? They weren't playing, no offense, Michigan or Michigan State. This was Clemson. And I think Justin Fields is a really good player. And I just, you know, maybe some, some, some medical concerns about his health. But the 49ers are picking between Mac Jones and Trey Lance and not considering Justin Fields. I have a hard time thinking that. But to me, the Patriots at 15, Washington at 19, trying to move up to get that quarterback and calling the Lions, and then the Lions would move down, I would have no problem with that. Accumulate picks. And I I tweeted this to Chris Burke today (coughs) because I was watching this on uh, ESPN yesterday. They were doing one of those draft specials, the featured show. And I saw... um, the, uh, the piece they were doing on the Notre Dame linebacker, and, and this, this kid is just special. He's huge, but he's special. Uh, J.O.K., the infamous Jeremiah. I, I never can pronounce his name right, so let me make sure I can do it correctly. Uh, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. God, he, he looks good. He looks good. And if somehow the Lions, look, if the Lions move down and take Parsons at 15 or 19, I might not have an issue with that. I, I kind of would like that. But if they could somehow get JOK, that kid, I know he's, he's, he's bigger than Parsons, and he kind of fits the mold of the big linebackers from the Quintricia days, but that dude can play. There are some good linebackers in this draft. A kid from Kentucky, Javen Davis, he's good too. There's good linebackers in this draft. There's going to be some good value Late first, early second area. And we'll see if Brad Holmes maneuvers to move up more and not just have 7 and 41, but to have other spots. All right, that's Locked On Lions for this Monday, April 26th. As we move closer to draft day, we're going to have some guests on later on in the week that I'm working on to get us ready for the draft. We'll do it all again tomorrow.